Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. If you are not doing a great job with creating raving fans, people have heard that term before, there's a book about it, then you're constantly having to go spend money to get new customers, constantly. And so when that is happening, you have a customer experience problem. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio, soon to be renamed Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This change is coming up soon, and we're really excited about it. Same podcast, new name. On this episode, we're talking with Nick May of Walls by Design. Nick has been in business for quite a few years now in the Denver, Colorado area, and he jumps on to talk with us about how to become a successful business without buying into all the growth and scaling hysteria. Depending on who you're talking to, you may hear of businesses that are trying to grow and grow as fast as they can, often at any cost. Nick cautions against this and talks about sustainable ways to grow that keep your customer happy, that keep a good, healthy team culture, keep your profit margins where they need to be, and preserves your time as an owner. The goal is to get away and not to get sucked into your business more putting out fires. But everybody does want to grow. The question is how? Nick has some really interesting ideas I think is worth your attention. Nick May! Rashake, what's up? Well, we go back. I know you and I have worked together before at the at IMA Media Pro Painter Network. We met each other at PCA, and mm-hmm. we've always had a mutual connection through Estimate Rocket. And yep. I know you guys use Estimate Rocket. We love that. Um, today, Kathy is off, but uh, she's going to miss this conversation because she's always excited to talk to you. But we had a cool opportunity. You are somewhere really beautiful right now. I don't know. People listening to the audio can't see this, but we have the video available. <laughs> They'll on have YouTube. to. They will definitely have to jump on. I am uh, at the lake, and I decided to come down and talk to you from the lake. I'm not in the lake, but I've got these great <laughs> Adirondack chairs on the on the dock, and um, yeah, this is uh, this is lake life with Nick May. Um, I've been up here. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know how many weeks I've been up here total so far, but. At the end of the summer, I spent about 14 weeks here in Wisconsin, by the way. For those who don't know, I live in Denver, and that's where my business is. Mm. And been running running the show from here this summer for the most part. So I think people can look on and, and be pretty amazed at what they see and maybe a little envious at times. I know I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you have an open invitation to come hang out with me. Yeah. This has been a busy cool. year for you. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. Well, I definitely gonna have to make it up there sometime. Um, and the pictures are stunning. And you're an artist. I matter of fact, the phrase, the catchphrase of your company is artists at heart. Yeah. Um, and and you truly are an artist. And so I think that sometimes I'm like, wow, these pictures, is this real? Is this kind of life he's living real? I mean, you made you have a um a cottage up there that you've made beautiful. Yeah, I see the background there, and it's just like, yeah, it's it's really there. Um 
So you're not just painting a a kind of a side of life that's not really true to the rest of, I mean, I truly think that you're living a pretty amazing life and you're realizing a dream that a lot of contractors have, and they're always asking, how do we get there? Um, what are your thoughts up there at the lake uh, for these last couple of weeks or how, however long you've been there? What's been stirring in your mind that you want to share with contractors? Well, I think, um, you know, uh, a lot of people have made mention to me uh, the last couple of months. That they've, you know, they miss, they miss hearing from me. Um, I haven't uh, done a lot of the social media stuff that I, that I used to do in the past. Um, and that's, you know, and that's kind of been by design. Um, I kind of pulled back quite a bit in the last, um, in the last year or so. Um, I think my, my life had gotten a little bit out of balance. Um, you know, and part of that was, you know, running the propainter network and, you know, trying to make that thing a go. Um, when I did that, I took my eye off the ball with my painting business. Um, and, uh, and so we kind of returned back to, some normalcy in the last year um, with, you know, mostly in the winter, you know, when I'm focused and I'm in, when I'm in town, not that I'm not focused on it here, but when I'm, when I have to do stuff, when I have to get stuff changed and, um, and make, you know, some major shifts, I have to be there. And so that happened, you know, really a lot last winter. It started, started last fall as I left the cabin uh, last summer. Um, one of the things I had in my head was that we were going towards a harder economic time. And so I was preparing for, for what did that mean? How do we survive? How do I continue to make money? Um, and I think, you know, that's one thing I would say people need to understand is that you can't be looking at today nearly as much as you need to be looking off into the future mm. to figure out, what do I need to be aware of? What do I need to prepare for? Because any changes in your business takes months. Mm -hmm. um, six months for a lot of things, three months at a minimum for things, you know, especially when you talk, talk about marketing changes. Um, and, uh, and so we kind of got hit by like a triple whammy over the last 12 months. Um like not just me, like our industry. I feel like, so we got hit by the economic downturn. We got hit by a real estate market that um, I think most of the world looks at it in, in the perspective of what's the dollars, what's, what's my house worth and all that. And I have to look at it and we as an industry have to look at it as what's the volume going through real estate. I don't care what houses are selling for. I just want them to be selling. Because the more homes that are selling, the more interiors that are getting painted. And so that's taken a big toll on our industry. Us, mm. um, really strong because we only do interior. <laughs> we don't do any exterior stuff. I know all my, guy, all my friends that, that do a lot of exteriors, you know, they're, they're cranking busy. Um, storms have been flying and so all that kind of stuff. But uh, they, everyone will get affected this winter as things slow down outside and, and people have to return back in the inside of the house. Um, and then um, there was a digital storm that probably not a lot of people are talking about, but huge changes in the way we get business. Um, you know, Google's been so much harder to get leads on. Um, you know, we used to be able to spend, you know, a certain amount of money and, and just be guaranteed leads. 
Facebook used to be, you know, you put one lead or you put one post up or a, or an ad up and you'd get, you know, five jobs and it's just not that way anymore. And mm. so that's kind of the trifecta that really has hit us in the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, so that's been going through my mind. Um, and I feel like we have done a pretty good job weathering the storm. Um, I will tell you that our business is down about 25% year on year, but my income actually is going up because of some of the changes that I've made, um, in the business. Um, you know, we just, we scaled back, we got lean, um, when things are going really well, Chris, and the, and, you know, you can't keep up with the demand. I think we get lazy. At least I did. Um, and you just spend money, hire people. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, where, where did all the money go? Hmm. You know? And I think a lot of people get stuck in that. Um, well, let me, let me ask you on that point just real quick. Cause we've noticed a lot of changes too with and digital marketing has affected us. And so we've had to re-strategize a lot of that in the last couple yeah. of years. Actually, we've made some really big turns in how we do marketing. Um, mm-hmm. The economic changes that you're mentioning are, are affecting trade contractors affects us um, mm-hmm. because we see if our contractors are making money, you know, and, um, okay. and so people are, like you said, if you're like trying to restructure things or you think you grew too fast or scaling things back, um, and so we, we see that we feel that and we're re-strategizing too. I, I sense all those things. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is, um, you mentioned grow, like you, you said, like got a little lazy. I think you used the word lazy and I know that you may have just used that lightly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it didn't sound like, well, it didn't sound like it though. Cause you were just saying like, well, we had hired and we're, we had planned for growth and that doesn't, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, that doesn't sound like you were passive and maybe that's not the the nuance of what you meant by lazy because i i see nothing passive about nick may's life i nick may's life to me sounds exhausting your energy right, level, let me put let me use push. an example i know that you okay. understand chris okay so um i may be in growth mode and literally you literally watched me do this this last year i i may be in growth mode going to the gym and I may be lifting every single day and everybody yeah. might see me getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But then I get lazy about watching what I'm eating, how I'm eating, how much I'm eating. And so, yeah, you get, you get big, but are you really healthier? Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? You were looking good, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, the real health and is it, is it long term sort of, health changes yeah. that you're making is it right. sustainable right. yeah okay yeah, exactly no absolutely so and i think that's what we get you know you you, you go okay we're going to grow so we need to we need to hire a painter and i see this all the time guys are like oh we just we just hired four guys well maybe two stuck but we got two more guys but did you train them do hmm. they know what's expected are were they the right people did they hmm. just show up Right. So we see a lot of laziness. I see a lot of laziness in our industry when it comes to hiring people. Um, Mm. I think it's, you have to, it's an investment. You have to be ready. You have to have the time allocation to painstakingly teach somebody. And I think that's a huge um, character trait flaw in most paint contractors. They just want to throw warm bodies at it. And, um, and so 
I imagine a yeah. warm body cannon. <laughs> warm right. bodies just right. flying against the problem. And yeah. you make yeah, a really abs- good point though. Growth can look very aggressive. It could look very um um diligent. It could make it could look like it's well planned and well thought out and all these, but there could be an inflation of the sense of you're doing all those activities, but really it's yeah. maybe a, an opportunity or a, an attempt to sidestep hard work in some ways, but still, I'm not sure that, cause I never think of you as you do think through all that stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe enough planning has to go into it to really justify the hire, the training, the, this and that, all this right. stuff that makes a lot. And of that sense. goes, and that goes for everybody in the office too. Yeah. You, know, you okay. have to have the right person. Especially um, there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something, Chris, that a lot of people probably aren't going to like, um, but I feel like a lot of people in our industry hire so they look good to other people in the industry. Look how big we're getting. Look how much money we're doing. We're doing $3 million. We're doing $2 million. We're doing $5 million. And you're like, I'm like, yeah, but is it healthy? Is it, mm-hmm. are you taking care of your customers? One of the things I do a lot when I hear somebody, you know, talking about this growth mindset, which I think is a sickness in our industry, but whatever. Um, But I'll go to their Google reviews. And if you're a $5 million company, like you should have some serious Google reviews, right? And I'll go and they'll have like 30. And it'll be like, oh, they did a good job. Like that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. just somebody checking off the box. They're not mm-hmm. super excited about the company they just worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times, um, you know, if people are stuck in that growth mindset and sometimes you get stuck in the growth mindset because you need to feed the machine. And when I say that it's all oh, we get a 30% deposit. So if you're counting on that money to keep coming in and you're not able to sustain if you have a couple slow weeks in sales, uh, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you are not doing a great job with um, creating raving fans, if you know people have heard that term before, there's a book about it, um, then you're constantly having to go spend money to get new customers constantly. Yeah. Right. And so when that is happening, you have a customer experience problem and they think it's a marketing problem. Oh, we're just going to throw some more. And there's a, there's a buddy, well, not a buddy, but a guy that that's out there, Alex Ramosi, And a lot of, a lot of people have seen that I, that, that I share a lot of his content. And um, he talks about having a shit sandwich. Like you're a, you're a deli or whatever. You're a, a sandwich shop and you sell a shit sandwich. And, uh, you're like, oh, I just need to market this thing more. And you're like, no, you have a shitty sandwich. Like nobody wants to eat it, <laughs> right? I just need. And to I think that's so right. true. People think like. And that. I think that's where most people in paint contracting contracting lie. And you can tell a lot in their marketing because the only thing they do is promote a five hundred dollar, you know, five hundred dollars off now. Five, you know, it's everywhere, yeah. and it's they're never they're never talking about the awesome experience that their customers are, are, are having. Um, so yeah. that's a big, that's a big problem. Um, and I think what most people should probably do, and this is what I, I really have done this in the last year, even two years 
is I really looked hard at what are we doing right and what we what are we doing wrong? How do we do things better? Because when you build a business that is firing on all cylinders, your team is happier, your customers are happier, you're going to make more money and you're going to be less stressed. Right? That sounds nice. I mean, I, I couldn't be here, Chris, if we were pissing our customers off on a regular basis. Right. And 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 people are probably listening and go, well, we're not pissing our customers off. No. But when you finish their job and somebody asks them, you know, about ABC painting, is their reaction, oh, they did it a good they did a good, they did a good job. Right. Or is it, oh my gosh, they were amazing. Like right. you've got to call these guys. Right. Um, and so that's that's a challenge. Now, I I I told you before I worked on a little yes. questionnaire. Okay. Yes. So I gotta take I gotta take maybe take you off of of uh it's okay of the, the video here so I can read it because I wrote it down for you, Chris, and I'm okay. gonna send it to you so you can share it with our friends. Yes, I'll put it in the show notes. I love this idea. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so what I did was I came up with um, kind of a self-analysis. And um, what I want you to do, if you are serious about what I'm talking about and getting, you know, building a company that is firing on all cylinders, I want you to ask yourself these 10 questions and, and, and there's a scoring system. And um, you're going to do it not just for your last job, but you're going to do it for your last 10 jobs. Okay. So for each of these questions, if you say yes, you give yourself a one. Okay. And um, so let me just go through these questions, Chris. First question is, did you start the project on time? Hmm. Yes or no? Black and white. Hmm. What... Um, was the project completed without you being on site painting? Wow. How many people you think are going to, so one is I did really good. Two, three, not so good. No, no. You just give yourself a one or a zero. Oh, one or a zero. So a zero is no yep. good. Correct. Wow. How many people you think will get the zero on that? And and honestly, I don't know. Do you have a sense? I, and this, I, I have no idea either, okay. but this okay. is, you didn't paint at all. Now you might have been the project manager or the salesperson, but you didn't paint at all. Right. Okay. 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 Did the project end when you expected in the hours that you expected it to? Wow. Excellent. Did you receive a sign off on the project before your team left the project? Meaning you were a hundred percent done. Like they said, yep, everything looks great. And, and most sign most people don't do that. Most people don't do that. And I was going to say, mm -hmm. did you receive? They're and like, that, oh, I don't do that. Then they would get a zero on that because they don't have a correct. process for capturing that. Okay. Right. Did your customers hear about you from a referral or was a previous customer? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because those are more valuable customers. Did you get paid at the end of the project the same day you finished? Oh, <laughs> wow. Is that a policy of yours, Nick, at Walls by Design? Yes. Yes. Wow. That could be game we changer have, for a lot of people. We have zero accounts, accounts receivable, Chris. Oh, my. That's a whole other podcast right there. Mm -hmm. wow. Did you get a Google five-star review? That one's a little harder to get. I, I do know. 
And this is well, why you're five star this over or just the review. Did you get a, a, a Google right. five star review? I'm yeah. just saying like you could have a process to get a review no matter what, but still the five star would be mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Did you do job costing? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, did you achieve 50% gross profit or better? Yes or no? Yes or no. Yeah, there's no wiggle room in there, is there? That's, no. So, that's awesome. So those are the 10 questions. Now, you know, people are going to be like, oh, there's other things that matter, blah, blah, blah. But I think those are 10 questions that you can ask yourself and and you know, there's a lot of framework around that, you know, like if, did you get a Google five-star review? Well, maybe they were happy and they just didn't give me one. Well, if you have a system and a process for making that happen almost every time, then, you know, you're going to score, you know, another point, but so do do that. And then, you know, and you have to do it over 10 jobs, not, not 10 jobs that were the best jobs, the 10 last jobs that you did. And you have, and this is a self-assessment. So you, so you, you cheat and it's, you know, you're cheating yourself, right? The teachers were right. All of our teachers, right. You're only cheating yourself, but this is for people who are truly growth minded and don't want just inflated growth. That looks good for a year or gives you status among your peers, but truly is going to get me and my business further ahead, more sustainable Mm -hmm. business, more sustainable income. Um, Mm -hmm. And let me, let me throw this out there. Do you, let's, let's, I don't know if you've already thought about this, a past, fail score on that would let's say if people achieved a 70% on that, is that pass and 60% fail? Yeah. Or... I'd say we could, we could follow the, the, the typical school, you okay. know, you know, 90, 80, 70, 60, you know, and there's, there's no bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you right. No, it doesn't matter if everybody else is failing too. That doesn't mean you're not failing. That's right. Because everybody is failing, Chris. That's like right. they're all like, oh my God, that's, we want. It's actually pretty true. You know, in the, you know, in mass, all of the painting mm-hmm. contractors out there, um, you, you, if you're doing a lot of things right, you're probably at the upper end of it already, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a lot of people yeah. just getting into it. They, they know how to paint. They're trying to run a business. Yeah. But if, but that doesn't mean you're succeeding as a business because you're at the top of the failure group. You mm-hmm. want to be getting to the top of the success group. I mean, that's right. where you really have yep. the fun, right? Um, yeah. I, I got a couple questions for this. First of all, um, this is a pretty high standard, again, trying to get to the top of the success group, right? Um, yeah. If people feel discouraged right away, because I'm thinking all the business owners and businesses that I've been in contact with, if they feel discouraged when they even think about this assessment or they actually try to do it and they come up with a low score, what would your encouragement be to them to say like, no, this, this is good to know. This will get you in a better place by virtue, just simply by virtue of being aware of it to start with. And secondly, you Mm kind of have some tangibles you can work with now. Now you have some metric that makes sense to you. Like I haven't had that. In place, right. systems. I haven't had the system in place. It's almost each yep. one of those points seemed like a um, a, a argument, positive argument for a good system to be put in place. And so what would you say to encourage people who may feel already behind looking at that assessment? Well, you just, you're, you're never going to improve. You're never going to get better if you don't look at this stuff. You know, if I'm out of, out of shape and, and overweight and unhealthy, unless I look at the scale and I really take a, an honest look at myself, I'm never going to get better. And, you know, 
a million other people can tell me I'm, I'm fat and out of shape, but until I believe it and want to make a change, nothing's going to change. Right. Right. And so, um, I think, you know, there's a saying, uh, inspect what you expect. And so that is, you know, that talks about looking at numbers and looking at hard facts. And these are hard facts. Like there's no gray area on any of those questions. Like you, you either got it or you didn't. You know, one, 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 or, one or zero, you know, I love that. everyone Don't wants to use a 10 point scale and it's so subjective. Right. Right. And so then yeah. once you do this and you do this on 10 jobs, you may see some patterns, right. you know, you'd be like, well, we only got one Google review out of 10 jobs. Well, that's a problem. Maybe we should focus our, some of our time and energy on, on doing that. But why are, but then you got to ask yourself, why, why are we not getting a Google review? Well, Maybe we're, we were late. Maybe we did things wrong. Maybe, you know, on every job we had like five things go wrong. Well, then do we have our guys trained right? Mm -hmm. right? Right. And um, I would also say, and I, I try to keep this pretty straightforward. I didn't want to go in a lot of directions with those questions. Um, but the other thing that I see a lot of people doing, um, and this is another thing that Alec, Alex Ramosi talks about, is people are constantly looking at, and chasing after the next shiny thing. Yeah. You know, if you were a great exterior painter and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, everybody's doing cabinets. Maybe I should do cabinets because everybody's doing cabinets. Well, maybe you do exterior painting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. I see it in a lot of different, you know, and I was, Oh, we're doing, and I did this early in my career. I went from painting and I started a flooring business, shiny object. And I knew nothing about it. And then there's a huge learning curve. And so when people are doing, you know, a million different things, we do residential, interior, exterior, commercial, new construction, blah, blah. Like you're constantly, your guys are learning all of the time. Well, how did your floor uh, experiment work out? Did it not work out or did you find a way to make it work out? Just out of curiosity. No, I almost went bankrupt. Okay. That was, was my just... $250,000 uh, mistake. Oh, I remember you talking about that years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay, so and that's... so people are constantly, if something's not working great, they're like, ah, well, we'll just continue to do that thing. That's not working great, but I'm going to go start something else. <laughs> that's Classic. a great idea. Classic kid you know? stuff, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're I all mean... kids. We are all stupid kids. Like we're just trying to grow up all the time and we have some people helping us out there. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when you do just a few things, it's really easy to do those few things really well, you know? And that's, you know, while we've, we've niched down just to interior painting and there's a lot of things we don't do. Um, and it just helps the consistency. You know, my guys are doing the same thing every day. They do cabinets and I've, um, I have one crew that all they do is interiors, you know? And so they're not going back and forth. They're not like one day on the outside of a house and then the next day they're spraying. Like it's, it's just consistency mm. when you push guys in all these different directions there's learning. They're like, Oh, I forgot. I have to do this one thing. And now I got to respray the whole kitchen. Yeah. And that's expensive, mm -hmm. you know? So I think people need to slow down, um, slower growth and focus on, it's not just about, Hey, we did a, we painted a great kitchen or we painted a great exterior. It's not, a, it's not all about that. It's how painful was it for the customer to go through? Mm -hmm. You know, Chris, you, you've probably been to restaurants that 
you know, the food was great, but man, the service was horrible. Right. Do you want to go back to that restaurant? No, actually I'm thinking about when we were on vacation and there was a restaurant that had amazing food and there was, I could still think of a night where the waitress just didn't care. She just didn't care. And the others did. I'm not like down on waitresses or whatever, but I mean, it was heart mumbling to us. Didn't like sometimes wouldn't even address us as maybe she dropped mm -hmm. off something or what. It, it was just, it was very obvious that there was this very di different treatment. I think she was having a bad night to be honest. So I, sure. I, grant, I grant her that. But my point is, I don't remember the food that night. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember uh, this. I'm like, that's not, I don't know how they, she even stays working here. Anyway, mm -hmm. but that's what sticks out in your mind. And and they've done studies on this, on the, these types of things, why negative behavior really stands out for us. And sometimes, unfortunately, positive behavior doesn't stand out yeah. as much because it's expected, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it depends on how positive it is. But so, and, and to your point, to really stand out for somebody, you really have to, you have to be different. You have to be polarizing almost with how great you are. It's not enough to just be, okay, and we did the job and we got out of there. I mean, yeah. You really have to separate yourself in, by being extraordinary. To give you an example on uh, similar to what you just talked about with uh, that I just experienced, and this is where I, I feel like this is a great, I mean, it's a very similar example to what I feel like we, we do on a regular basis. I, my wife and I went out to dinner a couple weeks ago when I was at home to, um, I don't, yeah, we hadn't been to this restaurant before. Um, the restaurant was super busy. Of course it was six o'clock on a, I don't know, Friday or Saturday night. And the wait was going to be like a half an hour and it had just rained uh, that day but they had an outdoor patio that was covered and there were, I could see that there was tables out there that nobody was sitting at. And I think when it was raining, they were getting wet maybe a little bit. And I was like, you know, so I walk in and I was like, Hey, can we, she's like, yeah, just go on back and take the, take the table wherever, wherever. So, so now already I'm like, well, shit, we just, I just scored a table. Like everyone else is waiting 30 minutes. So I felt awesome about that. So we sit down. Um, my wife was parking the car and she comes in she's, amazed that I have a table and then the guy comes over and he is awesome just super nice and you know you have one of those waiters that's like there at the right time but not like overly you know and then uh, we got some appetizers and those were good and then he got busy and another guy comes over and he's like hey I just want you to know Jeremy is he's got his hands full but but if you need anything you can ask me can I get you anything and I was like and it was right at the time when we needed something, you know? So, and then we ordered dinner and this is where it gets interesting. I was like, I'm like, I'm just going to get a Caesar salad. And my wife got a, got like a side salad and soup and the salad was horrible. The croutons were like all like soggy and the lettuce was kind of wilty. Now I don't like being the guy that sends anything back. And so I just kind of picked at it and we'd already had some great appetizers. So I wasn't super hungry and that's why I ordered a salad and our servers continued to be amazing. Right. And I got done with that dinner and I was like, I would totally come back here. I almost wrote a five-star review for them because of how great the servers were. 
And I say that experience is probably similar to working with walls by design sometimes. Like something's going to go wrong. When you have that great experience, you're, you're willing to overlook a few things. Like that was the meal. The meal for me was bad, right? Right. And that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's the complete opposite of my story. Yes, exactly. But I would have given, if someone would have asked me, should we go there? I'd be like, you got to go. Like they were amazing. <laughs> Nice. Maybe not get the Caesar salad, but other than that, it was great. You know what I'm saying? Like probably because our minds are also saying like the food's probably good. It's just something happened. Something happened because you kind of make yeah. you rationalize on behalf mm-hmm. of them, give them the benefit right. of the doubt because you know the quality of the people. We tend to trust the right. people more than, more than their mm-hmm. product. That's why if yeah. you have a good product, but the people are kind of um, you know sloppy or whatever, then it's yeah, you're like something's going to go wrong. Too many things. I got lucky with a good product instead of thinking mm-hmm. they had bad luck with something bad that happened that night. But they have mm-hmm. a good team. I trust them. But that's the that's the value of trust right there. Yeah, and I've had that experience where I've you know a customer will call us after the fact. They'd be like, "Hey Nick, um, we've got this thing. Could you guys come out and take a look at it? I think something happened. The guys were great. Like they always want me to know that the guys were great. Like, oh my gosh, your team's amazing. But wow. we had this one thing. Now flip that around. If they had a bad experience with the team, then they would have been like, oh my gosh, then there was this thing. And it, you know, some stupid thing. Right. right. And um, so we got to work on that customer experience so much more in our industry. I just think it's. Well, you doubled down on that too, with your uh, lifetime warranties on touch-ups that, and that's a a whole other thing too. Um, But (laughs) there's a lot of people who may, may not think they're brave enough to do that. But the reason you could do, I think something like that is because of the trust you build from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they tend not to take advantage of that. From what I understand that you told me that you don't, when you have an opportunity to do touch-ups, it's actually a marketing opportunity for you guys, the way you see it. And uh, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen too often doesn't drag you down. It actually gives you more business, which is interesting that you got, but it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of hard planning from the very beginning yeah. to make sure everything's in its place. And it's not just saying, you know, just like, well, I, I hope this is another quick fix to get me more money. Um, it's truly well thought out and well systemed right. into your business. Yep. Um, so uh, I, I have a question, but I, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, you have anything else you're going to say about that? No, I was just going to say, I hope that's helpful for somebody um, not to beat anybody up about it, but I think it's a good, uh, it's a good, easy self-analysis that someone could use. And again, I'll send you, you know, I'll send you that, um, that text. Um, so you awesome. can put it on the website or whatever you guys want to do with it. Oh, love that. Um, what the, my question actually was about that. What, what, made you think of that um i know you put that together recently you've been using it probably in your mind for some time but what made you assemble the 10 points and think about people really need to hear this i think um i'm just so tired of hearing the growth mindset and that's all i hear people talk about um social media podcasts um the industry leaders the powers that be you know all that kind of stuff get out of your mind, get out of your head and you can do more. Like it's like, it's so much like there's such a pressure to grow, 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 grow. And you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be here, Chris, if it was me painting, like you got to get to a certain level. Um, But then you got to figure out, okay, 
what do I want out of my business? And I don't think enough people really spend enough time on that question. It doesn't matter what Phil Klein wants. I, I need to figure out my business. Like right. Phil Klein, my buddy Phil, mm -hmm. um, Yours it, his, his business is so different. He does new construction. I'd be like, no, thank oh, you. Okay. Right? But he has a great business that he loves. Um, and my business is different. So I, I don't ever want anybody to to try to duplicate my business. I want them to figure out what's the business that's right for them in their market um, to create the life that they want. Like this life, my, somebody might be like, that's a horrible life. I don't have something wrong in the head, but, <laughs> but they may, they, they, you know, they may think, well, why would you want to be away from your family and away from where you live? Um, but this is literally, I grew up here. This is, I don't think any, I, I, I don't think any man would be saying that <laughs> everybody's yeah. looking to get, no, I'm just kidding. So, so but it's there. gotta yeah. be, you know, my friend and, and a lot of people know this, and, and this is another point that maybe brought me to some of the thoughts I have, you know, my friend, Jeremy Brooks just passed away, um, out in California and he had a fantastic business and him and I probably talked more offline than we ever did online. Um, but he has, he had built a fantastic business, um, but his life was cut short. And so I look at it all and I've lost some close friends, um, the last couple of years, um, mm -hmm. that passed away way too young, not, not most of them, not in the painting industry. Mm -hmm. Um, but it made me, and that's one of the, the, the deciding factors that drove me to finally buy the cabin. I was like, we have to do this. Cause I don't know what tomorrow brings. We got one shot and, um, it drove and you. So to you got one, Nick to you buy said. the, buy the cabin. Oh, the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, cause I didn't want to wait till I was in my seventies, Right. you know, like I couldn't enjoy half the stuff that I enjoy if I waited till I was, you know, my seventies that had, you know, a pile of cash sitting somewhere. Um, so there's a balance, right? You gotta, you know, we have to, we have to do some things, um, to enjoy life, but then you've got to make a lot of hard financial decisions. Um, so it's, it's creating that it's what we used to say at pro painter network. It's creating the life that you love, you know? And, now, um, now this is not, you're, it's interesting. You mentioned that, um, the growth mindset, because I mean, I totally agree and I'm in the education space and I work with a lot of associations and coaches mm -hmm. and yeah. education programs, like what, Pro Painter Network and Roadmap to Profit is, and yep. I hear it, I hear it, and it's it's pushing people to grow for sure. Now, but there's a good, there's a good and a bad kind to that, um, and maybe even the good stuff, it just becomes a lot. It's a lot of pressure on yourself. Now, when I talk to you, I don't, I don't sense that. I sense a good push. I, I sense you have a lot of ambition, and you're encouraging people who have ambition to do the right things to be able to make progress on their work because you don't want it to be mm -hmm. uh, futile. You don't want it to be wasted. Like put your hard work that that's in the ways that you want to grow, put it in the right direction, put it to the right efforts. But there is truly a lot of pressure to grow in oftentimes the wrong way. And I had a conversation with um, Splash actually yesterday, and we were talking about um, how the wrong kind of growth is often encouraged by people. And I think it's because everybody's trying to make a buck. You know, you're, you have your customers, you want them to continue buying from you, coaching programs, education, vendors, and, and, providers they're trying to make a buck too constantly and part of that is convincing you that you need their help all the time and you need 
more, you know, you need to kind of constantly change your practices and because that keeps you as, as a customer in there. And I'm not saying that's all bad at all. A lot of people need a lot of help, but it is a lot of pressure and it's a lot of pressure to grow in ways that may not fit what your actual needs are and where you want to go with what, what you call, you know, you have to redefine what success is for you and go after that. So is that kind of what you're referring to a little bit, that that collective industry pressure to grow in ways that may mm-hmm. not actually fit your company? Yeah. I mean, if, uh, when you get in that mindset where you've got to grow at all costs, you end up taking jobs that are not going to be profitable. They're harder to do. I feel like I cheat. I literally feel like I cheat. You know, I feel like um, I don't have to work very hard. I feel like um, as hard as a lot of other people do because we don't have the fire. Like people are constantly putting out fires. Why? Because they should never have done that job. They should never, they shouldn't have worked for that person. I shared online recently a, a story about a customer talking with her. I was like, this is a horrible person. I don't want to work with her. She was lying. She was saying things that I knew my team would never have told her. And so after I got off the phone with her, I sent her an email and I was like, Hey, I just don't think this is going to be a good fit. And then she wrote us a nasty, you know, Google review. And, um, it was really nasty. And then I shared it on my social, like I shared the the bad thing and I had, I was overwhelmed with the support from my customers, you know, calling her out and saying (laughs) she's obviously delusional and you guys are the best thing we've ever worked with. And it was just, it was amazing. It was just so wonderful. And, but if you, but when you get into that place of you have to be growing, you don't say no to those people. Mm. And then the problems that come with that, the amount of energy and effort you've got to get like to, to make that person happy and then to fight for your money is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so that's the kind of thing that I'm, I, I, I wish people would understand, you know, and, and I hear guys complain about price shoppers and I'm like, well, is that the right customer? Hmm. And I use the example of shopping for cars, you know, someone who only has the budget for like a Ford Fiesta you know, going to the Mercedes Benz dealership is, you know, to buy a brand new $80,000 Benz is ridiculous. And then they're going to say, well, you know, well, can you do it cheaper? Can you do it for the price of the Fiesta? And they're going to like be no, like, no. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what we do, like who would not want to hire somebody to paint their house? Like who, like nobody wants to do that. Like the vast majority, like if there are some people that enjoy it, but the vast majority of people, like they don't like, of course they want somebody else to do it. Right. Yeah. You, look you know, at, it's always long overdue too. By the time you need mm-hmm. it, like styles have changed and then like mm-hmm. things are looking maybe kind of gross or yeah. And and I know you work with some higher end clients and stuff, but I think at some point you're like, oh gosh, I got to get this done. I just need somebody to do it. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. You know, if they're, if they're worried about making their car payment, they don't have the money to hire a paint contractor. You know what I mean? Like what we do is a want, it's not a need. Mm. Um, And so you have to be, and that goes back to marketing and, and um, you know, your messaging and and your value proposition and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so it's, it's all of that stuff wrapped up, you know, together. Um, And then once you figure that out, then let's do everything in our power 
to make that experience a great experience for the customer. You know, one of the things, stupid little thing that I started doing, you know, when I'm going out on my touch-up appointments, and I would do this if I was doing an estimate too, but I don't do estimates really anymore, is I, when I get in the car, whether that's me leaving the house or that's me leaving a previous uh, appointment, I text the next customer and say, hey, this is Nick from Walls by Design. Just want to let you know I'm on my way to come to your, to meet with you. I'm like 20 minutes away or I'm 30 minutes, whatever it is. Right. And that was a simple thing that I learned when I hired a moving company. One day I was moving the office out of my house into an office and I was all packed up. It was early morning. I'm like, God, I hope these guys show up. And at seven o'clock I get a text from the driver. Hey, Nick, just want to let you know, we're loading up the truck right now. We're going to be there in about 45 minutes. And I was like, all of my stress went completely away. And I think that's the same thing with our customers. Like they have had such bad experiences. Are, is he going to show up? You know? And so it's just, what can we do? What, what things can we do to make that experience for the customer less stressful and a more positive experience? So it doesn't have to be, you know, in this big thing of creating this, you know, free touch-up program for a lot. You know, you don't have to go to that extreme. What are little things that you can implement right now? Right. And you do it every single time. You put a system around it and you do it every single time, you know? Yeah. I, you know, that's, that's so good. You're kind of pointing out that opportunities are all around us right in the now. I'm reading a, mm -hmm. a book called The Power of Now by mm. Eckhart Tolle. And there's so many good one-liners in this thing, but he talks about the, the um, future is most of the time your future is a replica of your past. Most mm -hmm. of the time, mm -hmm. on average, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's because people keep waiting for something to happen or something to change or where where are the levers at to make changes? And I have to kind of wait. And But right in the now, the quality of how you think and how you practice what he calls presence, being here, mm -hmm. thinking about what your options really are, doing something with that, instead of always mm -hmm. living in the past or always living in the future, you know, um, it's it's now there's something now it's, it's not even mm -hmm. what you can do. It's how you think about your customers, how you think about mm -hmm. your business. It's redefining success. Um, mm -hmm. And you've always mentioned this too. beginning. This is one of the best things I've ever taken away from you, Nick is understanding the phases of business because it happens a lot of times in your business as you grow. First yep. one is massive action. Second one is focus. Third is scaling. And you know, once you get through massive action, throwing everything at the wall. They want to so skip the scaling always at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Everybody wants to get to get to scale all the time, but that means you're really stuck in massive action. If you're, if you're being honest with yourself and that's just doing anything and everything to see what works, but focus is where you say no to things. Mm -hmm. It's not just saying yes to the things you're really good at. That involves saying no to things, which yeah. you were very, I remember very emphatic about then yeah. scaling because then you have the thing. Then once you get it down, you got systems for it. Then mm -hmm. you're saying, if I do more of this, I get more of this. If I do more of that, it's very mechanical. It's not like, well, I hope I can grow and just try. It's saying, hey, I did this. We focused on yeah. that. Now I know that if I grow that thing that I'm doing by 50%, I should get 50% right. more result. It's a very mechanical process, in my opinion, at that point. Yep. But most people stay in massive action their entire business, no matter how, no matter how much yeah. they're making. Whether ten million, I would say 80%. 80%. Mm -hmm. And it is especially in con in contracting. Yeah, and it is it's exhausting 
and it is mm -hmm. stressful constantly and they don't have yeah. lake life, <laughs> whatever their lake life is. I see very right. few people getting there and it's kind of sad to me. And I think also part of the problem is people don't know when they're happy. They don't know when, not just when enough's yeah. enough, but they don't know when they're like, oh yeah, I hit my groove. I'm experiencing what's called flow in my flow. life. Flow. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Flow. <laughs> I'm a really big believer in that because the studies in cognitive flow show people predict they're going to be happy in places they're actually miserable. And they predict they're going to be sad or depressed or whatever in places they're often experiencing um, a good amount of energy. So yeah. we're just bad at predicting that when we get there, we're not conscious because we're still sometimes in those, those moments when we're like this, this is great. This is fun. This is what I want to do. We're still focused on like, but I got to get to there. I got to do this. I got, but if you'd like, Oh wait, hold on. I'm experiencing something here. Let's come to the present. This is, yeah. how do I, how do I get more of this experience this fully in the moment? But how do I plan more of this? And uh, not saying no to those other things and say no to these messages that are coming that are saying, mm -hmm. you got to do this. You got to grow in this way. You got to have, you got to come and be our customer get our coaching program and do this. You need help, but we all need help from time to time, but know, know when you've hit your stride, when you found your groove and do more of that and then mm -hmm. get your lake cabin. That's right. And then I will, I will add that, you know, some people will, well, how would you add something? Can you ever add something? And I would say yes, but make sure people are asking you for it. You know, we we recently started a service for customers um, only because they we were getting requests for it. And mm -hmm. so then we put a program around it and um, and now we're trying to really expand it. There'll be a talk for some other day after we can scale that that piece but it's um we're only adding it because our customers were asking us to do it nice that's a big difference so, yeah mm -hmm. when we we get this great idea oh i'm gonna and i'm gonna maybe piss some more people off right now <laughs> but i'm gonna go do christmas lights because so and so is doing christmas lights and that's what we need to do in our business maybe Maybe you could do what you already do better mm. and make more money that way other mm. than trying to start something new with a new learning curve and new expenses. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of have to be, kind of have to know that's the right thing for you. I, I could hear you saying it's not necessarily the wrong thing, but is it just the right, right thing because you hear a lot of people doing it or because. Right. Yeah. Everybody's on hair mm -hmm. trigger of the next thing. The yeah. next thing trigger is is right there. Let me ask you, with, with all you've said, and you've created this 10 question assessment, that's really helpful. What's a phrase that you, you would say, or a sentence to kind of sum up to say, this is, this is what I think people should get from this. Slow down so that you can do more. I think we just get so stuck in the rat race of just going, 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 and I'm going to do that now. And I'm gonna, he's doing that. So I think I'm going to do that. And like, no, let's, let's slow down. What are we really good at? What are things that we can improve on? And how do we serve the customer better? And when you serve the customer better, then everything is everything costs less. Marketing is super expensive. And when you get your customers being raving fans, to bring, to bring it back to what we talked about in the yeah. beginning, when you get your customers to be raving fans, then you get more customers like those customers. And... When they call you, and this is what we get, 
when they call you and they're like, I just got off the phone with, with my friend Jan who used you last month and she just could not stop talking about you. I'm not even talking to anybody else. Like that's, I want more of that. Yeah. I don't want the guy who, who Googled, you know, cabinet painting and they're like, Hey, do you guys have any, any deals coming up? I found you on Google. Like we get good customers from Google too, but I'd much rather the customer that came from Jan. Right. You know, and a couple of years ago, we, we weren't getting a lot of customers from raving fans and we really focused on it. And we realized that we needed a better customer experience and it's, it takes time, but it's, oh my God, I could not be here if we didn't have a great customer experience. There's no way. There's mm. just no way. Mm. You know, you, you have less project managers, you have, um, less problems. So you get to go off to the next job faster. You know, some of those questions that I asked, asked you, like, do you get paid the day? Like, that's so ridiculous to me that so many people struggle with getting paid. Yeah. Wow. Like that's systems and processes right there. Like, yeah. And you don't, you don't struggle to get paid. Like that's all very communicated, very clearly laid out. People know what the expectation is. You get there and you don't have a problem with getting that when the time comes, right? Very rarely do we have any issues. Mm. By the way, if people are looking for the last 10 projects, if they're trying to score themselves in the last 10 projects, a zero would be less than five or five, uh, five and less. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're averaging, cause you're looking for a one point or zero, and mm-hmm. you're looking at the last 10. Pro- oh, you'd score on each one and then add that up. Okay. So in, in yep. that case. So you're going to have a, a zero to a, to a 10. Yep. yep. And then if you did that on 10 projects, that's going to be your your total is 100. Okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So they could do yep. it per project. And this is going to be important too. Actually, we are developing a presentation on uh, project performance reviews. Boy, this would be perfect. If you really want to. Uh, assess your performance in the last, I mean, good. This, I can't even think of anything better than this. This is great. We help you assess profitability. Um, mm-hmm. We have like a little spreadsheet and stuff we're building out. We're going to be using it in a future presentation, but this right here talking about, mm-hmm. are, are you delighting your customers? Yeah, Do you this have is, yeah. And that is, that's an assessment on one part of your business. That is how we're producing. I think there could probably be another assessment that is created. I'd have to put some thought into it. Um, around kind of more of the big picture of the business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and talk a little bit more about profitability and, and um, you know, some of those other things of just running the, the business itself. Um, so a little bit more on the macro scale right. versus the micro is, is the, is the individual projects and doing job costing and doing that kind of stuff and making sure yeah. that each one of yeah. those is, is, is operating right. correctly. You got profitability in there too. Yeah. So job costing, you've got, um, did I make yep. 50%, you know, or right. gross profit? Um, I think that's incredibly helpful. I think this is a message people needs to he- need to hear, especially when they're, kind of scrapping for just any bit of business they could have, or they feel like, you know, like, I don't know exactly what to do next. How do I, what do I do about this digital marketing thing? This comes at a really good time, I think, um, for people. Well, this year, this winter is going to get tough. I think this is going to be the hardest winter that we've had um, in over a decade um, for contractors across the country. Um, And if you haven't already started to market to fill those spots, you're really going to struggle in January and February. Um, and possibly March um, as we go through, you know, the winter month. 
Um, so we've, you know, you guys, we've, we've shared that we do this uh, Christmas and July sale every, every summer. I don't know if we've even hit half of those spots being full yet, um, but we go until they're all gone. Um, so it's been harder this year for us to fill those. Um, but if, you, if you've not started filling those spots, that's going to be tough. Good stuff, Nick. Um, it's always good to talk to you. Always got some fresh ideas. And I think it's very helpful for other contractors because you shoot straight and you share out of like your own business um, what your lessons learned are, where you struggle, where you're succeeding. I think it's, it's a good uh, snapshot of what happens in a good in a good business. So thanks for sharing, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. It was super fun. Appreciate This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org. 